We're really excited to have Jen Shelton on the show today. Jen is a world-class ultra runner of the past and now does a lot of adventure racing and does a lot of outreach to get people involved in nature and to be part of nature. This is Pain Refrain. Well, welcome back to Pain Reframe. Many of you may have heard of Jen Shelton through the book Born to Run, where she was featured a while ago. But her claim to fame now really is an ambassador, if you will, to outdoor sports and adventuring. And she has come on the show today to discuss some of the things that's happened along her journey as she gets out and about. I am so excited to have Jen Shelton joining us today. Jen, do you mind uh, letting the listeners know a little bit about you before we get started here? My name's Jen Shelton, and I am known as an ultra runner, which means you run over a marathon. What's the farthest you've run then, Jen? Without stopping to walk ever, I've run 100 miles with with no walk breaks, but I've gone 220 miles, but you know, there was walking, even some naps. Even some naps. Well, for the listeners, I'm going to fill in a little bit more about Jen. Jen is, as she mentioned, an ultra marathon or ultra runner, but she's much, much more than that. She's really an adventurer, I think would be a good way to describe that. Have you ever had any injuries along the way in this journey? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You have. Do you care to elaborate? (laughs) Oh, boy. I've had a lot of injuries. I've had your classic running injuries. And then I've also, I do ski mountaineering. So I've also had some broken bones. Currently, I have a shoulder injury. I was on Halloween. I thought my friend was dipping me on the dance floor, but he wasn't. And so I just slammed into my shoulder. So currently I have a shoulder injury. (laughs) Due to a Halloween dance. And that story, I'm sure we can go on in depth. You mentioned you had a mountaineering injury and fracture. Can you describe a little bit about that and what your leg felt like as it was healing or perhaps not healing? I've broken it twice, ski mountaineering. So the first time was just a small fracture in my fibula and I actually didn't know that I broke it. And then the second time was um, a massive tip fib and I did know that I broke it that time. I was shocked both times that, that a broken bone is considered pain because it was just like I wouldn't consider it pain. I just remember it just felt ghastly, like, uh-oh, something's very wrong. But I wouldn't say it was like pain as I had defined pain in the moment. So it was, it was kind of confusing to break my leg. When you say ghastly, were you nauseated? Was there any fear? What was going through your head when you did the big break? Well, I knew that I needed help. So the fear was more like I can't get super cold because it was in the snow, you know, I'm just wearing spandex. So was just like, I can't move on my own. I need help. So then it was like, okay, well, first I need to stay warm. That was the priority. When you finally did get to medical care, did you know which, was it obvious which limb was broken? Oh, so that was my first break. That was the fracture. No, I had no idea which, which leg was broken. I skied down the mountain and I just knew that I couldn't ski anymore. It was, it was weird. I was like, huh? And I was, I wanted to go do another lap. I wanted to go for another lap of skiing just cause I was like, Oh, it just needs to like shake out or something. My friend was like, no, we need to go to the hospital. So we went to the hospital 
And I walked in and or I, he was helping me walk and I was like laughing and the nurse or the receptionist said, oh, it's always the ones that are laughing that are really hurt. And that was like the kind of first indication, like I probably am hurt. And then the doctor wanted to x-ray and he was like, well, where does it hurt? And I was like, I just remember this clear memory, like, where does it hurt? Like, huh? Like I'm going to Morocco tomorrow to race. Like that's where it hurts. It hurts if I can't race. It does, like, so he's just like, where does it hurt? I was like, I don't know. Like you're the doctor. You tell me, like, I just know that I can't ski or walk. And so he had to actually measure my calves to figure out which leg I had broken. Cause I was just like, I don't know. I just can't do what I can do. And then he took a bunch of x-rays to find the the break and and had I known that X-rays are expensive, maybe I would have tried a little harder. Everything's in a foreign language. I'm mean, in Italy, but the doctor was German. It was just, it's just like I don't know, dude. Can you just can I race in a few days, please? I think what's fascinating is we're talking because this this podcast is a lot about pain and reframing pain and and like many things, the word pain has lots of meanings and it's a spectrum of what what we think about it and how we experience it. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I see you as on a different side of the spectrum of what is uncomfortable. And I'll use that instead of pain. What I mean by that, doing ultras, running a couple hundred miles, pushing your body beyond limits at times is probably a bit uncomfortable. And so when you have injury that is, I would say, significant enough to require significant medical attention, many of us, that pain would bring us very quickly to seek out some care other than you weren't able to function, that was really what brought you to seek out care. Is, is that correct? I mean, it's really a matter of, I can't do what I need to be doing. That first leg, yeah, that would be correct. I did work a lot on, I was like, why did I not understand that I had broken my leg? You know, so I worked a lot on, on that. I'm not super proud that I, because you think as an athlete, you are really in tune with your body. I always think like, God, was I just so on a different plane or was I just so out of tune? Because when I was recovering from that, that first break, I remember going to the doctor and, and I eventually ended up really hurting my back because I continued to ski on the broken leg. And I was like, well, can I run? And she was like, well, you can run as long as it doesn't hurt. And that was just like this really crazy concept for me at the time. It was like, what? Because I had spent my whole life running and sport was like maximizing how much pain you can take because that meant you were getting gains because that meant you were getting gains in your fitness. And so to just be like, I'm supposed to do it so that nothing hurts. It was like, oh my gosh, like I never even thought of it that way. But now I, I feel like I'm there now. Now when I run, I'm like, pain means, is this going to bring me trouble? <laughs> <Yeah, I think. laughs> you know, like, am I going to feel better tomorrow or like, am I adding to my health or am I detracting from my health? Like that's kind of how I've learned to decide what pain is and what is good pain and what is bad pain. Because before it was like, oh yeah, it becomes so disconnected. I'm just babbling. No, it's, it's very insightful. I like what you just said. This idea is what I'm doing helpful or harmful and trying to weigh that in terms of loading is good, right? Pushing <laughs> makes us better, but uh, some pushing is not healthy. And it, I think that is indeed the dilemma of whether an athlete or a non-athlete, a miss 
perception of, you know, what my body should take to become healthy versus mm, that may actually be counteractive to where I'm going. And it sounds like you're kind of, in a, you've come to that a little later in your athletic journey. Is that accurate? Late bloomer. Getting <laughs> 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 into this weird psychology. I don't know. It's when I got into running ultras, it was a very like new sport. There weren't these like wise mentors or anything. So it was like, you know, I have run for, you know, 10 hours without drinking a drop of water. So then I'm like, oh, well then water must be overrated. You know, like, <laughs> You know, like, and then it's like, no, like, just because I did something once and survived doesn't mean it's good for me. But that wasn't always, it, it just seems so idiotic now. But I started this when I was, you know, in my teens. That is fascinating. And, and again, wisdom do, does come with age, right? So, and you've gotten, you've gotten wiser, I would say, Jen. <laughs> so, hey, you know, would you mind sharing, you said something uh, to me once about just your limb, about when you're kind of recovering uh, from, I believe it was fracture two, and you know your back was still a bit jacked up, so to speak. And you described how that limb felt or did not felt. I remember we came to the conclusion that we were going to try and regain ownership of that leg, but it just felt like I didn't have access to it. Ownership, access, and literally, you didn't feel like that you owned the ground that you could feel feel where it needed to be. Yeah, just no idea. I just had no feedback from that leg. You know, I would be skiing and I'd be skiing on, okay, you can ski the groomers and you kind of, you know what's coming next. It's groomed snow, you know how to turn. But like when you go and ski in the backcountry, you know, you're responding and you're responding so quickly to the new snow. And, and I would just have no feedback from this leg and I would just be like riding blind basically. And it was just really stressful. And I didn't, understand it was stressful at the time because at the time you're just surviving you're just like oh I must just suck or you know but it was when I got the metal out of my leg like immediately like I could feel the when someone walked by in the wind on my leg again I was like oh yeah that's been missing like I haven't had that connection with my leg has been severed and I think it was the metal in the leg and then of course you know it's it's a journey and healing's not linear but my god that's crazy I like the word connection. I heard you speak and you made a comment. I hope I can remember it. It was about connection and your kind of your journey of being an outdoors person and trail runner. You know, you said something like your connection to the earth is my connection to my body or something of that nature. But you used the word connection and now I'm, I'm not even quoting you correctly. I feel terrible about that. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. It had to do with like last season when I was trying to ski and race and in very committing hard terrain and I just wasn't going well. And my training partner would always be like, is it the head or the body? And I would always be like, there's no difference for me. You know, like the body is the head, is the earth, like is the snow. Like they're all, I don't have that or I didn't until this injury, that compartmentalization. They were all just connected. The snow was the leg, was the mind, was the head, was the like happiness. It was like, well, is it the head or head of the leg, head of the leg? It was like, doesn't matter. They're the same. And you know, that's so fascinating what you just said, because it is where we're at today in pain and why we have this podcast is this disconnect of the beliefs that, you know, somehow the mind and body are these two separate entities. And that has pervaded 
healthcare and medicine for centuries when, and what you've just said is, <laughs> is the essence of truth, really connection. And there's not a difference between my connected connectivity of my brain, my spinal cord, my limbs to the earth, to my surroundings, to all this sensory stimuli. It, it truly is one. And I think when we are disconnected, we often label that as pain we label it as other forms. It may be anxiety. It may be depression. It may be other forms that we sometimes think of as quote mental health. When in fact, I, I really believe what you said, it's a disconnection with the senses and with how I'm moving through my environment. I would agree with that. It's so nice to have like a medical professional agree with that. Cause when you say it, you're like, God, I sound like some hippie bull, but it's just, it's my experience, you know? Well, I mean, I think it, it is your experience and it is, uh, that's why we like to have people like yourself on that. That's what's real. I mean, your experience is your experience. And no matter if you're a high end, I mean, and let's be honest, a world-class athlete, still, we all have you know, this, these perceptions of, you know, when we're injured or when we can't do what we want to do and how that affects who we are as humans. I mean, that's why we're here trying to get back to the roots of humanity and just moving through this earth together in a, a tuned in way, so to speak. And I guess if that's hippie-ish, then it's, that's a good word, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm a world-class athlete, but we'll just, we can bypass that or. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, you know, I, I do know you that you can run and you can fly fish and catch fish in the same event. And I say that's world class. <laughs> Thank you. Indeed. Well, we know that you have an event that you're running off to, so we don't want to hold you on the line long. But Jen, we do want to say thank you for jumping on the podcast and sharing a bit of your story. And hopefully we can have you on again and just to talk about, you know, various things about your journey in health and exercise and, and spreading the word of nature. Thank you. I'm honored that you guys wanted to talk to me because uh, I think you're much, much more insightful than I am. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again. Thanks for talking to me. All right, Jen. Well, you have a great day, okay? Thanks. Bye, you guys. See you, Jen. Bye-bye. I just sat back and enjoyed the conversation. You know, I, I want to thank Jan. I know that she was kind of in a hurry. She's heading to uh, travel abroad and, and get after more of her adventure racing, uh, leaving for a huge trip tomorrow morning. So really appreciate her grabbing a few minutes and just need to hear the perspective of somebody who is on maybe the other side of the pain scale than we usually talk about. Someone actually working to feel more and use that to be more of a guide, whereas so often we're talking about folks wanting to feel less. So I think it was fascinating, uh, not only to hear Jen here, but Tim and I had the pleasure of of seeing Jen speak in person and tell some of these stories and, and really need to embrace how broad that pain spectrum is and how everybody needs to grow differently. So huge thanks to Jen Shelton. Appreciate her time and please keep tracking us folks. ISPinstitute.com. Tim and I are both on social media, Twitter, etc. Track us there on ISPI's blog and thanks for being here for another episode of Pain Reframe. Pain Reframed is brought to you by our sponsor, the International Spine and Pain Institute. Check out their transformative pain science programming at ispinstitute.com.